You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Hello and welcome into the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I'm National Recruiting Analyst Cooper Patagna alongside the 24-7 Sports Director of Scouting, Andrew Ivins, the Prince of Florida. He goes by many different names. Drew, quick plug for the show. If you listen to the show, guys, make sure you subscribe to the show and find the show wherever you find your podcast, Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else. Make sure to leave a rating as well. You can also leave a comment. A lot of good work put in by Andrew Ivins, myself as well, and then also producer Lance Glenn, who is the man behind the scenes for us. And Drew, abbreviated show as normal on Wednesday, and we're going to talk about potential recruits that could shine one day at an NFL combine. It kind of helps you with your freaks list a little bit, and we'll get into that. And also, some of the programs, the most represented at the top and the least represented at the NFL combine, which is coming up here this week, I believe starts today. Right. We've seen media interviews and uh, we'll, we'll see some uh, different position groups kind of work out throughout the week. And one of the most covered events of the offseason in the NFL, 319 players invited to the NFL scouting combine from Alabama all the way at the top to 13 to the powerhouse. That is North Dakota State at the FCS level with three. Andrew, I know you've kind of dived in uh, a little bit to the data here, maybe some sticking points for you of some things that have kind of stood out in your research well first off Coop I think this is one of the best weeks of the year right for talent evaluators it's always fun to not only watch the 40-yard dashes and the bench press which is kind of designed for tv but just to hear you know, Daniel Jeremiah, Bucky Brooks, all, all those guys kind of break down different people's games. I love watching the on-field drills. I mean, me and you, we go to camps um, and you see kids go through the exact same thing. Defensive backs, you know, wide receivers running the gauntlet. Um, and it just provides a good, I don't want to say like baseline, but, you know, this is supposed to be the best of the best, the future pros, and and it, it, it's fun to kind of see them move around. So I love the Combine Week. have always loved the com- Combine Week. Um, you can bet on the Combine now. Uh, nailed some nailed some stuff last year. Tyreek Woolen ripping off that 4 uh, That was an easy, easy, easy cash uh, for me. So I love it. I can't get enough of the NFL Combine. And um, you're right. I, I, I had dug into the data. A little bit here with the, with the combine invites. Um, Alabama leads the way with the most players invited. Right behind them is Georgia. So Alabama with 13, Georgia with 12. Not surprising. Remember, Georgia set the NFL record for the most selections last year with 15. Back-to-back national champs, Kirby Smart and the Bulldogs. Um, no real surprise there. And then 
when you kind of expand that list and, and start looking down a little bit, right? You got Michigan with nine, TCU with nine. Um, so it, it it's certainly notable. And, you know, we always talk about with our rankings process, we're trying to project forward. Uh, I don't know. Coop, any, any numbers jump out to you when you look at kind of the team or I should say school breakdown? I think so. I, at the top, you mentioned, right, we, we talk about Alabama, Georgia, LSU. And if you followed the NFL draft and their trends recently, those three programs at the top are not a surprise whatsoever. You're going to find Alabama, Georgia and LSU really in the conversation, the top five in terms of NFL draft output, not only representation at the NFL combine, but also players selected as well. The school for me, and it shouldn't come as a surprise, but Michigan, Right. I, I think we see Alabama, Georgia, LSU, and they're typically in the mix, especially the Tide and the Bulldogs at the top, top five classes year in and year out. LSU obviously just kind of depends on the continuity within the program at the time, but they still do a really good job of producing NFL talent. To me, it's it's Michigan with nine players represented here at the NFL Combine. We've given Michigan and Jim Harbaugh a lot of credit for the job that they've done in terms of developing NFL prospects. And I think you see it here because it's not like Michigan is year in and year out a factor in the top 10. You and I talk about that uh, a lot on this show, but they do a good job of getting the most out of their talent. The other one is TCU and it's the accumulation of talent. I think things kind of set up this year for TCU and you still got to give Sonny Dykes a lot of credit, but nine players, it just goes to show that area of the country between Texas, Florida, Georgia, those are the three most talent-rich states in the country. TCU is such a good job if you do it the right way. That one stands out to me. Not a lot of other surprises outside of that, but Maryland with seven guys. I mean, the DMV is a talent-rich area. You and I always talk about Brian Doan, who covers the Eastern Seaboard. I mean, there's so many guys that keep kind of popping up, and, and it's it's the same for us at this level in the top 247. Pittsburgh as well, who continues to do a tremendous job. Charlie Partridge on the defensive line. I think schools like that kind of stand out. Maybe on, on the opposite end of the spectrum, Notre Dame with four. I thought you, you'd see more representation there. Wisconsin with three. Baylor with two, right? And you look at Baylor on the flip side of TCU – and you're like, all right, that's kind of where Matt Rule cut his teeth. And I thought that was going to carry over with Dave Aranda. And maybe it's just an off year. I would have to study it more. But you look at schools like Baylor, you look at schools like Washington. When I was there under Chris Peterson, who was doing this long before I arrived, those schools are, are probably closer to five, anywhere to seven. You expect them uh, to have a little bit more consistency there. So a wide ranging spectrum, I think. You don't want to look at this in a vacuum, uh, but more so, hey, over four to five years, are these numbers holding up? Two programs. You you touched on both of them briefly. Wisconsin with three, right? Nebraska with three. I think me and you both anticipate those numbers to double and maybe even triple in the coming years just with the head coaches that have taken over there, right? When Luke Fickle was hired at Wisconsin, what did we call him? We called him – a, a, a developer of talent, right? He comes over from Cincinnati. Last year, Cincinnati in the 2022 NFL draft had six players selected. Cincinnati's got five guys at this combine. And if you kind of follow uh, the strength and conditioning and, and where certain coaches are, um, Brady Collins is, is well 
in high praise when it comes to testing and, and getting the most out of his athletes. He left Cincinnati and, and followed Fickle to Wisconsin. So I think Wisconsin, you see three right now. It's not going to be long before you know there's, there's six or seven. And then the same thing with Nebraska. What do we call it? Trait City, Length 10, all that stuff. Like Matt Rule is going to get that that number turned around. We saw it a little bit with what they did on the trail in the in the 2023 class to close that thing out. Malachi Coleman, uh, a bunch of other freaky track athletes. They're doing the same thing in 2024. So two programs that I, I think are, are going to rise when it comes to a number uh, of players invited uh, to the scouting combine. And let's talk about the big three in Florida, because I know you wanted to touch on them as well. Florida with nine players, so that would put them really kind of in tied for third. Uh, and then you have Miami with two and Florida State with just one. Like I said, if you look at this in a vacuum, it can be discouraging to some extent. You got to look back over the years. But those numbers, especially for Miami, Florida State, you would hope right? Those guys are, are kind of closer to where Florida is right now and, and really kind of closer to that top five conversation. Well, I think with, with Florida State, right, you know, they had some guys that decided to come back, like Jared Verse would be at the, the combine. I think Jordan Travis could have been at the combine um, if he had elected to come out. So I'm not really worried about Florida State. And then I don't really think I'm worried about Miami. I mean, Mario Cristobal has made it pretty clear that he wanted to retool um, and reshuffle that roster. And I think a big reason why is because there hasn't been uh, NFL talent in, in Coral Gables. And, and, and Miami's got two invites. I mean, Tyreek Stevenson's a transfer from Georgia. So Georgia's number is really 13 if you want to look at it that way in terms of how many guys um, you know that they sent to the combine. They signed him out of high school. So I think it's a little concerning if you're a Miami fan, but you know, Hurricanes – signed an excellent recruiting class in, in 2023. They got a pair of bookend tackles, um, Francis Malagoa, Samson Okanlola. Like both those guys um, potentially could be at the scouting combine one day. And then with Florida, I mean, nine guys invited Anthony Richardson, talk of him potentially going number one overall. It, it seems like I think the over-under on him is, is set at 16 uh, and the under is heavily juiced. Uh, you know, So he's going to be an early selection you know just not getting enough out of the, i mean six and seven season I, I think a lot of florida fans would be surprised that they have that many dudes at the nfl combine i agree and and a good point there but um drew you're just real quick before we we kind of go to the the next part where we highlight a couple of these processes you, you talked about anthony richardson you followed this guy for quite some time for me, like it doesn't shock me that he's he's in this conversation. But you, I mean, all year it was kind of up and down, and now teams kind of see the talent, and it's like, you know, the word that I always kind of throw out with a guy like Nico Emilieva was kind of like it's an it's intoxicating, right? And it's potential, and it can kind of get you in trouble. And I mean, what do you what do you think about that? I, like you got guys like Bryce Young and CJ Stroud who have really dominated college football over the last three years. And then you you have the the enigma, which is Anthony Richardson, who it seems like is going to be a pretty safe bet to be a top 10 pick. He's one of the freakiest uh, athletes I've I've ever seen. I've ever covered. First time I saw him. I don't know if it was the first time, but he they used to have an all star game down in Florida called the Legends Showcase 
Um, and, and they would try to get all the top juniors after their junior seasons heading into that senior season. And I just remember Anthony Richardson playing quarterback, kind of running around. I mean, he was built the same. And then you go fast forward to the Elite 11 finals out in Frisco, Texas in the star. And Anthony was throwing around, kind of warming up. And he just does this standing backflip. And you're like, whoa. Like, not like one of those ones where the guy runs along and, and does the handspring or, or whatever. Like, just straight up in the air, you know, backflip. Um, so he's he's a freak athlete. I I think Cooper, it's kind of like, you know, if you wanted to compare him to a prospect in the 2023 class, and it's a guy we're going to bring up right here in a second, it's kind of like Nicholas Harbor, right? You just know he's a freak athlete, right? You got what he is now, but I think that intoxicating part or what you get excited about is what he could be at some point down the line. And, and Anthony Richardson has an absolute cannon for an arm. Um, you know, he, he had long touchdown runs against SEC defenses. I mean, think about that. I mean, he's outrunning a conference full of athletes and finding the end zone. So I get it from a talent evaluator standpoint. I mean, I think when you sit down in those war rooms, like you keep bringing up, hey, this is his ceiling. Now the floor might be a little bit lower than some of those other quarterbacks that you mentioned, but that's 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 the difficult decisions you got to make, and uh, that's why you know those guys are in those those positions. In a draft that includes Will Levis, Anthony Richardson has become the biggest wild card, which is crazy to think because yeah. there are a lot of question marks around Will Levis. All right, Drew, let, let's get to some of those prospects that one day I I like feel very confident we're going to be talking about these guys. I'm looking at your list right now, and the first one. Shouldn't be a shock at all because it seems like his brother is getting ready to steal the show in Indianapolis at the NFL Scouting Combine. And that is P.J. Adebore, a guy that finished for us as a five-star in the top ten as well and really boosted his stock in December, in January at the Under Armour uh, All-American Bowl. And, Drew, I mean, from a physical standpoint, we all knew that he had elite-level clay. I think we were just kind of waiting for the live evaluation and then also the tape to kind of catch up with everything else. And we've seen that. And I think this guy's a pretty safe bet uh, in terms of the NFL scouting community. He's going to turn heads pretty early here. Yeah. So the, the baseline for this story, and I pitched it to the editors, I was like, hey, like, why don't we highlight some guys that we think could one day, you know, be creating some buzz at the scouting combine. And um, you know, we went back and forth. Hey, should it just be 2024s or should we, should we mix in some 2023s? And we decided to include some some 2023s because these guys haven't played a, a snap of, of football. I, I know spring practices have started around the country at, at certain places, but hey, why not put a few out there? I mean, if you listen to us, you follow us, our work, we, we always talk about PJ Adebore. I really wanted him to be in the S SEO because when, when his brother, Ade goes out there in, in Indianapolis and, and puts on a show. I just want the NFL media to be like, oh, okay, he's got a brother who's coming in the pipeline and he's bigger and he's faster. Uh, PJ, I, I think the last number is for us on him 6'4, 225 pounds, 4'8 in the 40 yard dash, 4'3 in the short shuttle. And I think the most impressive one is that 7'3 in the three cone drill. He's going to have to add weight, right? I always call him. PB&J, you know, remember back at the Future 50, he brought up how he was eating six PB&Js a day to gain weight. 
he's going to have to fill out. But you feel like at Oklahoma with Brent Venables there, like this guy's going to hit. All right. And when he hits, if all of draft Twitter's salivating over older brother who's not as tall, probably not as quick, then just wait for this name because uh, he's going to create some headlines. Yeah, I think he's at the right spot too. I mean, it's a, it's a really good spot for him with Brent Venables. That's a guy that's that's had a lot of success uh, developing pass rushers uh, over his career. So I love that fit for for PJ Adebore and Norman with Brent Venables. And like Drew, you talk about futures all the time. If there was a guy that you want to put money down on, like to to be one of the most talked about prospects three to four years from now when it comes to the NFL Combine, it would have to be PJ Adebore. No doubt the other guy that would be in the mix there would be five-star athlete and or tight end Nicholas Harbour, who signed with Shane Beamer in the South Carolina Gamecocks. I'm just reading a little statistic and a little factoid that you that you put here in, in your paragraph. I'm going to let you uh, talk about that a little bit more, really kind of comparing him to a guy like uh, Marquise Goodwin. If you know anything about Marquise Goodwin, one of the fastest players in the NFL uh, when he played on Sundays. Nicholas Harbour, just what he has physically, like I've always talked about this, and I, I kind of want to reserve this phrasing for guys like P.J. Adebore and Nicholas Harbour, but it's God-given talent, right? It, literally physical attributes that you cannot teach that are very difficult to develop and what he has is that exactly and you know we talked about it you talked about it with anthony richardson there just a minute ago you know what was difficult for us is we had the conversation is hey did the tape really ever meet the expectations of the athlete that was the conversation you went down to orlando and you got to see him at the under armor all america game and you came back and it's like it's there I've seen I've seen enough, right? And he's only scratching the surface of the football player he's going to be. But what he has in his body, you just can't teach that. He's 6'5", 225 pounds, okay? Uh, a few weeks ago, and the 60-meter dash is not his race. He told me that when he checked in for the Under Armour game. I think he thinks he's more of a 200 guy, lets him open up a little bit more. Uh, but in the 60-meter dash, he went 6'6'6", uh, quite the number there. Um, how fast is that? Like, all right, I, I know there's not a bunch of track nerds um, that are that are listening. Well, you, you mentioned Marquise Goodwin. Back in 2013, Goodwin, or, or is it Godwin? Goodwin? Goodwin? I believe I it's like good. Goodwin is what you got there. I'll double check that. Keep going. 427 on the lasers. He ran the fastest 40-yard dash then. When he was in college, he never broke 669 in the 60. All right, Marquise is 5'9", 185 pounds. Harbor is 6'5", 225 pounds. Um, I mean, we've talked about him at length. You know, I, I knew if I put this list together and Harbor wasn't on there, people would be like, how's this guy not on there? So uh, I, I, he's going to be a fun one to track in college, right? Because when the, the scouts get out on the road, like how are you not going to walk into a South Carolina practice and be like, what is this guy doing? Like he's already going to be on boards for organizations and there's going to be regional scouts taking notes with him. You know, the question for me is can Shane Beamer, who has a track record of developing tight ends throughout his career, you know, he used to coach tight ends at a positional level when he was at Oklahoma, you know, can they, him and that staff get Harvard to a point where he's draftable 
and, and refine him and fine tune him because uh, it's going to be hard. Harbor is also a guy that that's going to run track there for the Gamecocks, uh, and he wants to compete in the Olympics one day. Um, and his track profile suggests he probably has a case to do that. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I think a lot of people, if you haven't studied Nicholas Harbor from a tape standpoint, I think a lot of people see 6'5", 225 pounds. You know, you, you hear things about what you were just talking about, how he compares to somebody like Marquise Goodwin, who was one of the fastest players in the NFL. And I think people say, all right, here's this track and field athlete that's going to give it a go on the gridiron. And to me, that's not I'm, its not the case. You know, he's a two-way player. He had 17-plus sacks as a junior. I mean, this is a guy – he's a coordinated athlete. Is he raw? Sure. Does he need some refinement? Absolutely. But this is a guy that shows like – I mean, Drew, you talked about it when you saw him in Orlando. It's like yeah, he's not the most natural pass catcher, but he's not fighting it either. Right. Uh, and this is a guy that made plays against elite level competition when he had the opportunity. And I think that's exactly what you would expect of him at this point in his trajectory. So Nicholas Harbor, another guy, Andrew, this next guy, I'm glad you put him on there in Austin Mack, you know, out of Folsom in Sacramento, the former 2024 quarterback and top 100 signal caller now reclassified has signed with the University of Washington and Kalen DeBoer. Michael Penix Jr. back for another year. Obviously had a very explosive year under offensive coordinator Ryan Grubb. Things going really well in Montlake, and now you got this kid. You know, we can talk about the reclassification. Outside of that, I think you and I talked about this. When I watched him on tape, I'm like, this guy's got top 32 tools, <laughs> right? Six foot six, 205 pounds. Small sample size, but I think he was around 74% completion rate. And you look at him, and he's still kind of raw, but you love the physical makeup, and he's playing good football out there in California. Now he gets the chance to get into a collegiate strength conditioning program and nutritional program a year early and really start to work on his body and get some refinement. And I think that's a room that's pretty wide open for him. I mean, Sam Hewitt, the former five-star, he has transferred to Cal Poly. 
You have Michael Penix Jr., Dylan Morris, another guy that's still there, really kind of the journeyman, the backup who they feel really good about as a high floor guy. But it really creates a natural pathway to the field for Austin Mack. And I I mean, I can't think. I would have to think Washington a year from now is probably going to look to the transfer portal market because even, even the way he performed this last year, it's just hard to replicate those live reps for Austin Mack. And we, it's it's a small sample size about the guys that have reclassified at the quarterback position. But this guy, if he can get right, Andrew, over three to four years, I mean, the stature itself and then the athleticism that you're going to hit on in a second, but the arm is so live too. And he is a really quick twitch athlete within the pocket. He is not stiff whatsoever. He, he's got good foot and body quickness. And then you combine that with what we've seen out of the arm. It's not just live. I mean, he shows the ability to change speeds. He's pretty polished. It's just, it's it's only been one year, but I love this kid. I love this upside. I mean, he finished as a top 75 player for us in 2023. That's what we think of him. I mean, I think he's got that much of an upside at the next level. Right. And in the recent history, or I guess you'd say all the history on re reclassified quarterbacks, uh, it's not great, um, but we still believe in Austin Mack. It's the frame with him, prototypical size. Look at the guys that made the playoffs in the NFL. I mean, those are, for the most part, big, big frame passers. You know, one of the measurements on him is like six foot eight in the database. And I asked Austin Mack about that. He, he says he's closer to six, six. Um, but when you start digging into the profile, you know, there's a video of him on social media, snatching 200 pounds. And I know a lot of people aren't familiar with that lift, but it's extremely technical. You have to not only be flexible, but you have to have core strength and you have to be explosive. And for him to already be hitting 200 pounds in a snatch, I mean, that's pretty damn impressive. I mean, I, I do some Olympic weightlifting coaching on the side, like that's insane. And he's gonna go into the strength program uh, the strength coach there ha has a solid resume when it comes to uh, Ron McKeefrey, when it, when it comes to um, getting guys to the league. Jason Pierre-Paul was, was someone he worked with at USF, uh, Max Crosby at Eastern Michigan. He played a big role in, in Michael Penix's junior's bounce back season. So we'll see what Austin Mack does on the field. You know, I think it's, it's a developmental prospect, right? But man, if he can get into some games there in the Pac-12 uh, and be somewhat of a difference maker, this is going to be get a guy that's the NFL combine, and he's going to win the measurements, right? Ten and ten and a quarter hands, uh, again six six. So it, really fired up to see what he looks like two, three, four years down the line. I mean, outside of Dylan Rayola, right? Let's put this in perspective. Outside of Dylan Rayola, there's really not that physical toolsy guy in this 2024 class. DJ Lagway is one I'd throw out there. The DJ Lagway. And, and those two are very different, I would say, Austin Mack and, and DJ Lagway. It wouldn't have shocked me. And this is, it, it's a projection, right? But it wouldn't have shocked me if Austin Mack, at the end of the day, played his way into a top 32 spot and really, I don't want to say challenged, but was de facto the number two player in the country outside of Dylan Rayola, not the number two player, but the number two arm in the country. 
I mean, because you stack him up against a guy like a, a Jaden Davis and a Julian Sane and even a guy like we love, like Aaron Nolan, he's just completely different in, in, in terms of the, the physical toolkit. And I loved his trajectory. I mean, this was a guy that I thought with a really good offseason really could have climbed the boards for us. I, so I agree. A lot to like there. All right, Drew, we're going to hit on one more, and then I'm going to tee you up for a couple guys to to kind of mention uh, as we wrap up on our abbreviated Wednesday. But I went on a radio show yesterday uh, in the state of Georgia, in the Peach State, and like the first or second question <laughs> was about this guy, and it was about his hair, and then talking about uh, you know what type of athlete he is. So I'm glad he's on there, but – Linebacker Sammy Brown, man, same school as Malachi Starks. And, I mean, you look at this guy, and I brought it up on the interview, like what is a clean player, right? And a clean player to me is just like checks every single box on the field. And from a traits and athleticism standpoint, I mean, that is Sammy Brown. And I don't think we've had a linebacker ranked as high as Sammy Brown since Harold Perkins, right? And that's very high praise, but – you wonder, like, okay, what what makes you feel good about Sammy Brown in a three-sport athlete? Not only gets it done in multiple events in track and field, also a wrestler as well. Drew, you're going to talk a little bit about his his weightlifting background. I assume a three-phase player uh, as well at Jefferson, a guy that's got excellent production, almost average what uh, 13 yards per carry in 2021, um, and then a tackling machine on the defensive end. So in terms of the position utility, the athletic traits, the multi-sport background, I mean, it's checkbox, checkbox, checkbox. And I mean, what can't you say about this guy, right? I mean, everything, if you're trying to pull, poke holes in him or his athletic profile, good luck, because there's not a lot of vulnerabilities in his game. Wherever he ends up, right? I mean, Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma, all the schools are chasing him. I would wager he is probably going to set a lot of weight room records, right? Uh, I, I was scrolling through his social media. It's just video after video of him moving iron, 385 pound power clean, 365 pound bench press, 495 pound back squat for three. I mean, that is impressive. And it's not like he is some, you know, guy that's 265 pounds. I mean, he's a linebacker that played running back on Friday nights um, and ran away from people on, on Friday nights. Talked about track, state champion. I think the Georgia, what was it, public 1A classification in the 400-meter dash as a freshman. I mean, as a ninth grader, to me, the 400 is the most difficult race, right? It's endurance, it's speed. Uh, it takes a different cat to be in that type of race and to win. So he does that sixth last year in the hundred meter dash went sub 11 um, at States at, at the four a meet uh, also placed in the long jump and then wrestling two time state champ already uh, on the mat. I mean, this kid does it all. Um, he, there's a reason why he's ranked where he is and he, he is someone with that hair uh, in this profile. He, he will be on, Bruce Feldman's freaks list at some point down the line. It's like the next version of Brian Bosworth, man. Yeah, I that's, mean, that's the the comp, <laughs> right? I mean, I mean, we we could potentially see him on a on a Sports Illustrated uh, cover one day with just the pads on. So, I mean, he's he's got it going on, man. He's got a swaggy look to him. He's got the mullet going on. He's flying around the football field. 
He can do a little bit of everything. So Sammy Brown, keep that name in your back pocket. Drew, like I said, more timing of the essence, but you got a handful. Let's go. Yeah, handful of guys on here, and we got to get to this guy, right? Because (laughs) he's a Rutgers commit, and producer Lance is looking at me right now, and that's not a guy that we're going to skip over. But Gabriel Winowich, give me a couple sentences on this guy because, I mean, just in terms of the testing profile, I would categorize that as elite fastest short shuttle time we had it last spring in a database 398 which is just moving wasn't a glitch because he also went 658 in the three cone drill i mean when it comes to changing directions this guy can do it um those two times obviously it's a different setting not apples to apples but they would have been top five regardless of position at the 2022 nfl scouting combine Winowich, two-way player there in Michigan uh, at the high school level. Sounds like Rutgers is going to use him as a running back. I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of beefed him up a little bit, maybe used him as an H-back, but he's good in short yardage situations. Rutgers only with one player at the scouting combine uh, this year. So he's going to have to beat the odds. Um, But, I mean, you rip those off, NFL evaluators are going to be looking. Nice gift for the Shiano man in 2024. Uh, Drew, a couple other names here. Receiver Camden Fryer. He's committed to Mike Norvell in Florida State. You got Ellis Robinson, the Georgia commit, who we love out of IMG. Tight end Carter Nelson as well in the 2024 cycle. And another guy you were asking me about this morning from across the pond. That is Edge Emmanuel Okoye. So a couple names there. Uh, And Jared Gibson right now who just picked up a – uh, crystal ball to Texas from our director of recruiting, Steve Wilfong. But Drew, rapid fire on those guys' final thoughts as as we close and um, give your quick take on uh, a couple of the names I just dropped. Uh, uh, Emmanuel Okoye got a hat tip to Hudson Standish of our, our Horns 247 site. He's the guy that put this, he, he put him on our radar. Uh, native of Nigeria at the London based NFL Academy. Um, He's over there. We've seen more guys come out of there. I think Temple signed a tight end uh, from the NFL Academy last year. We don't have verified numbers, but if anything, if what he is posting on social media is real, I mean, holy smokes, this is a specimen. Six foot five, 228 pounds, seven foot two wingspan, uh, has an 11 foot three broad jump, 45.5 inch vertical jump. Offers are starting to come in. Um, and, and Cooper, you know, you're not surprised that these schools are offering our, our buddy Barton Simmons there at Vandy, Joey McGuire in Texas Tech, Colorado's offered, Minnesota's offered, all those schools um, are, are in the height, weight, speed category. So uh, Emmanuel's not ranked by us right now. He's going to have some stars next to his name. Definitely a name to know. Carter Nelson is another one who has maybe the most wild profile. And the more we get into this 2024 class, like it is so loaded at tight end, right? It seems like everyone thinks that, you know, guys in their regions are tight ends. Carter Nelson, a kid from Nebraska, plays eight-man football, which is, it's different, right? But that exists there in Nebraska. Uh, two-time state champion in the high jump, owns a personal best seven-foot effort, right? So if you had someone that was seven feet standing, he could jump over them. Uh, in the high jump, has also gone 11.05 in the 100-meter dash. And then on the hardwood, averaging over 60 varsity basketball games the past three years, roughly 12.4 points per game, 8.2 rebounds, and then 3.5 blocks a game. So Carter Nelson, a name. Ellis Robinson, we talked about Georgia. 
and what they've done in the NFL draft uh, strength program, Kirby Smart. I mean, every, they got everything going there. Uh, Ellis Robinson last year, second fastest 40 at IMG Academy's Pro Day. And he's got a 79-inch wingspan. We know the NFL, it's a passing league right now. Defensive coordinators want uh, perimeter defenders that can run uh, and are long, right? Match up with those big receivers. You would think Ellis Robinson is going to go to Athens. They're going to get more, even more out of that body. It's kind of like Alabama. We used to always say, like, the kids at Alabama, uh, the kids that are developed and going to Alabama, those are the most scary, the scariest ones because they always squeeze a little bit more out of them. So Ellis Robinson. And then finally, Camden Fryer. Uh, Probably some FSU fans are, are wondering why we didn't have Tawaski Abrams on there. He's an elite sprinter. But Fryer, two years ago at the National Combine, had the fastest 40-yard dash out of 1,000 campers, 4.59 on the lasers. That's traditionally a very, very slow track. Uh, like, no one runs anything good there. Uh, he's also a baseball player, has a ton of offers, hit, uh, I think it was 340 this past year, 60-meter dash time, a little bit different than Harbor's. Six six eight, you know they're running the bases. One six six, ten yard split. He's moving elite hand eye coordination. So uh, just try to spread the wealth around a little bit. But a, a lot of a lot of fun names there. Um, and this was the appetizer or the first course for the freaks list that's coming out this summer. So uh, tons of fun putting it together. We needed that. We needed that. I mean, what are they putting in the corn in Nebraska, man? Carter Nelson, Malachi Coleman. I mean, you you got to think. Perfect time for Matt Rule to just show up, right? I was, I was about to say, you got a guy averaging 12 and 8 on the hardwood who plays eight-man football, and he also runs an 11.05 in the, in the 100 meter. Plus, he's he's 6'4". I mean, that's that's right up Matt Rule's alley. Pretty crazy. Drew, phenomenal stuff as always, man. Love that. Nerding out the last couple of days, talking about UA Atlanta, also talking about the NFL Combine as well and some potential names that uh, could show up there three to four to five years down the line. Guys, we appreciate you joining us as always on this show. We really, really, really do. And if you could do us a little favor, make sure you subscribe to the show. Like I said earlier, leave a comment as well. That really helps uh, with us in the algorithm, quote on quote. So for our director of scouting 24-7 sports, Andrew Ivins, I'm national recruiting analyst Cooper Patagna and for producer Lance Glenn. We will see you tomorrow, and hopefully we have a guest. Hey, Drew, another guest idea kind of popped into my head. Chris Durham, former Georgia Bulldog, played for the Seattle Seahawks. He is the head of the NFL Academy in Europe. I'm in. Lives, I'm in. In, lives in Paris and met him Why I went to Germany last year. What a cool dude, man. Really like him. Uh, yeah, he's living the life over there. They're trying to kind of make that the equivalent of IMG Academy a lot of resources going in there. I would love to be able to talk to him about some of the guys that they got up and coming across the pond. So like I said, signed off earlier. I'll sign off again one more time. But guys, we appreciate you listening, and we'll see you tomorrow. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. 
Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and RJ White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must-listen. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.